Lay's national average a dime less than hers at 336. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed, up more than 200 points for the Dow, but they're down for the NASDAQ. Don't drive around with a banged-up car. When you have an accident, take it to Brown's Body Shop in Winchester. Let Steve and Steve get it looking like new again with a lifetime guarantee. They are Franklin County's oldest body shop. Check them out on Facebook. They now accept all major debit and credit cards. You decide who repairs your automobile, not the insurance company. 967-1755. 967-1755. They'll fix it like it was their own. Brown's Body Shop, 710 South College Street, Winchester, Tennessee. WZYX Radio, Cowan, Tennessee, time for Rise and Shine, 6 to 9. Hit it, fellas. All right, we're going to do it once more. Uh, and this time, no mistakes. One, two, three, four. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. When the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. But now the milkman's on his way, it's too late to say goodnight. So say good morning! Ah, good morning! Good morning, good morning to you. You could be granted than to be in Louisiana in the morning, in the mo- Oh, I'm sorry, I thought we were still going. Sixty-four degrees, part in the cloudy skies.
Franklin County is listening to Wiseman Media, Eagle 94.5, WZYX Radio. Dr. Al Shapiro in with us from Ultimate Health Chiropractic. And Brad, if you would, our standard disclaimer and our sponsors. Yes, sir. Standard disclaimer. Please understand that we are not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a health care concern or if we talk about anything that sparks your interest, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Whether it's chiropractor like myself, physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Then I want to mention our sponsor. It's Unstoppable Church, headed up by Pastor Brad Brinkley and staff. Great group of people. Uh, they do a rock and roll worship service, and then they're affiliated with a large group called Life, Life Church out of Oklahoma. Uh, you can reach them at area code 931-649-2909. Again, that's area code 931-649-2909. And they are doing Sunday morning services. There you go. We are counting down the days until a really interesting panel discussion. Yes, I'm very excited for you sure. You want to let that be our focus this morning? I think so. I think that's the thing to, to zero in on. Um, the show that uh, Jeff is referring to, we're going to do this Friday. It's a regular show. It's called You Ought to Know. They do it on, a, mm-hmm. or we do it on a Mondays and Fridays from 9 to 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Friday, so December 10th, this Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. on You Ought to Know, we're going to do an entire show with a different panel of uh, people with different uh, forms of expertise on COVID. So we're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about masks. We're going to talk about vaccines. We're going to talk about mandates. And we're going to come at it from just a variety of different angles. And how and, many angles are there? <laughs> there's wow. so many, yeah. Wow. And that's and that's a great point. Um, you know, I want to tell you on the front end that even in two hours, we can't cover every aspect of COVID, masks, vaccines, mandates, all those things. Mm-hmm. But the whole goal is to just basically have an open discussion where we can talk about this stuff openly, where there's no fear of asking a stupid question, where there's no fear of, of asking a question or making a remark that um, uh, might offend somebody. Mm-hmm. The only rule is you have to be respectful. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, we want people to call in, we want people to interact, and we want people to uh, to really come at this from, from as many angles as possible, and hopefully we can come up with, with some things that we haven't thought of before. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the, the bigger picture of this is we want to empower people so they can make the right decisions for themselves and their families. Well, And I know that all of us in our daily walk of life, no matter what we do for a living, all of us in our daily walk are getting into conversations with people that have opinions and have a lot of questions and they're needing knowledge. Uh, in your walk uh, day by day with your practice, I'm sure your patients have had a lot of questions. What are some of the questions that your patients have been throwing at you about it? You know, there's all kinds of questions. Um, one question is is people will ask, it, why, how is this any different than kids having to be vaccinated to go to school? Mm-hmm. So the kind of the mainstream perspective is kids have to be vaccinated to go to school. Otherwise, they can't attend public schools. They can't attend private schools. Mm-hmm. So people are asking, well, if kids are forced to be vaccinated to go to school, how is this different to mandate a vaccine and force people to get this uh, COVID vaccine. And here's the response. And this is something that uh, a very small percentage of people are aware of, but every single state, so all 50 states, have exemptions to kids being vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So they're either religious uh, exemptions or uh, medical exemptions. 
but some way, shape, or form, all 50 states have exemptions. So what that means is kids do not have to be vaccinated to go to school. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a whole other conversation to discuss whether or not somebody think that, thinks that's okay. For some people, they might think that's great. For other people, they might think, man, that sounds dangerous to me. You know, kids going to school that haven't been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. That's a whole separate conversation. The, the point I'm trying to make is it's a fact that all 50 states have exemption forms that parents can fill out for their children. So you'd be surprised. There's, just, there's a lot of kids that go to school mm -hmm. all over the country that their parents have done a mountain of research. Um, they've looked at the, the facts um, they've studied the history of, of vaccines all the way back to, to polio and some of those things, and they've just they've made the decision that that's not the right option for them to vaccinate their kids. Mm -hmm. They don't vaccinate them. They sign an exemption form, and the kids still still attend school, and, and everything's fine. Mm -hmm. So this whole um, this whole idea of, of mandate is just a whole different story. And this is something that I got to give Senator uh, Janice Bowling credit. Um, she, her and I have talked several times on the phone for lengthy conversations. She's really looked into this COVID uh, issue. She's had a lot of conversations with different administrators and hospitals and school administrators and everyday, everyday Joes at uh, mm -hmm. church. And one of the things that she's brought to my attention is, is by definition, we're using this term mandate. But by definition, the term mandate really means that you're authorized to do something, where the term dictate means that you're required to do something. Mm -hmm. So by definition, it's probably more accurate to call this a dictate versus a mandate. And I think that's a, a real change in meaning for a lot of people. Um, and those are some of the things that we're going to get into. It's just uh, there's some things that we don't know. There's mm -hmm. some things that, that nobody's going to know who's right or wrong in different areas for probably five plus years. Mm -hmm. You have very intelligent um, people with uh, highly scientific uh, research-based backgrounds on all sides of this argument. So in, on some level, we're not going to know who's right or wrong for five-plus years when it comes to COVID and vaccines mm -hmm. and masks and long-term effects and all those things. Mm -hmm. But in the short term, <laughs> we do know it's a fact that all 50 states have exemption forms for kids to go to school without having to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. We do know that if I call this, you know, I'm sitting in front of a table right now, so are you. If, I, if, I, if we call this table a chair, mm -hmm. and in fact it's really a table, that's a, that's a mix-up in terminology. And so, again, if we call something a mandate, and it's really more accurately a dictate, that's a big change in meaning. And well, so, let, let me ask you this. When, when you take a look at the two different words there, um, does that open the door to various challenges as far as any uh, laws or whatever that, that they might pass it does and, and that's um that's one of the things that we're going to get into is just how constitutional is is this stuff that's happening mm -hmm. um i'm not somebody that's historically really kept up with politics or i'm no expert on the constitution or anything like that but that those are going to be things that senator janice bowling can speak to i mean she's um she's been a politician for a long time you know, obviously, they mm -hmm. consider the Constitution when they make different policies and, and different laws and things like that. So she'll really be able to speak to that. I know that was one of the things that my wife and I would talk about. Melissa's has kept up with politics over the years a lot more than I have. Mm -hmm. And when we would talk about the idea of people being required or mandated or forced to take a vaccine, you know, two years ago, we would kind of laugh it off because we both felt like, listen, that's so unconstitutional. There's just no way that's ever going to happen. Mm -hmm. But uh, but here we are. You yeah. know, there there are some people that, 
had been forced to quit their jobs or had been um, fired from their employment or there, there's been circumstances when, where in essence they have been forced to get the vaccine or it uh, interferes with their ability to provide for their families and to earn a living. And mm-hmm. um, So it's just it's gotten to a level that, that we never thought was going to happen. Um, but now that we're here, we need to talk about that. Well, and, and the thing is, um, when, when any legislator is sworn in, into office, basically they do uh, promise to uphold the Constitution uh, of the United States of America. Yeah. So the question is, when various things like this come up, don't you have to take each thing that comes up and see if it, uh, I, I forget what the phrase is, passes constitutional muster or whatever? Yeah, you know, I think you got to look at those things. And again, I'm no expert on that area, mm-hmm. but some of the other mem- members of the panel that we're going to have are really going to be able to speak to some of those issues a lot better than I can. Mm-hmm. A lot of the lane that I'm going to stay in is more the clinical lane. You know, things like um, natural immunity. There's a, there's a lot of talk right now where natural immunity is really being discredited and being uh, talked about in a way where, you know, natural immunity is okay, but it's nothing compared to this new vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because historically, natural immunity has always been the gold standard. Anytime a vaccine or something like that's been developed, they've looked at at natural immunity as their point of reference. Mm -hmm. So basically, they would try to decide how effective a vaccine was based on how well it compared to natural immunity. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, was thinking that, man, natural immunity is the best of the best. This is as good as it's going to get. There's mm-hmm. nothing better than natural immunity. So how close to natural immunity can we get with a vaccine? Mm-hmm. Well, now a lot of the narrative is not only are we not comparing the, the new vaccine to natural immunity, but natural immunity has nothing compared to, to this new vaccine. It's a real change in science, a real change in perspective where natural immunity is, is suddenly taking a, a second seat to this new vaccine, where historically that has never, ever happened. Are, are we, and overall, in, in all the different areas of this whole issue, uh, a lot of people are asking, you know, are, are we making all these decisions based on actual scientific fact, or are we just ba- basing it on what a few people think, which could be right or wrong, depending on whether or not their research is... Uh, up-to-date or, or uh, off the mark? You know, I think it's some of both, but I, I think there's definitely been some censorship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of doctors that came out early on with real strong backgrounds and, and had every right to, to speak intelligently mm-hmm. um, into this vaccine issue. I mean, these were people that really had strong backgrounds with vaccines, many of which had historically always been very pro-vaccine, would always take every vaccine they could get their hands on, mm-hmm. But they had real concerns with this new technology. They had real concerns with its safety. And because they expressed some of those things that went against some of the mainstream narratives, a lot of those people have really been discredited. A lot of their careers have have really been at risk. Um, A lot of them you don't even hear from anymore where they've just been silenced. Um, Think think of all the nurses on the front lines of the whole thing. Yeah, you've got got nurses that... um, you know, a lot of the conversations I've had with nurses over the last two years or, or people in healthcare is mm-hmm. they've seen with their own eyes that somebody dies in a car accident, a motor vehicle accident, but yet on the, uh, on the reports it shows that it was a COVID death. You know, they know, for, in their minds, they're not sure how inaccurate the numbers are, but they feel very confident they've got to be 
uh, far from accurate just because of the number of times they've seen those types of scenarios, mm -hmm. because of the number of times that they've had conversations with their colleagues that are seeing the same thing. Um, that's a big part of what we've had to do as a chiropractic community for a long, long time is to rely on comparing notes with our colleagues because a lot of the information is never going to make it to the mainstream channels because it goes against uh, profit margins mm -hmm. and it goes against uh, some of the agendas. Some of the historical examples I can use are, you know, we talked about this in past shows, but there's something called the Wilk suit. Mm -hmm. This was a lawsuit that happened in 1978 where the American Medical Association, so one of the biggest organizations in the world, was tried and convicted for a conspiracy to contain, eliminate, and destroy the profession of chiropractic. Mm -hmm. for, the chiropractic for the chiropractors that were practicing during this time, they just couldn't believe it. They thought it was going to just change everything to, to have this level of exposure, and they thought it was really going to help to even the playing field. Where you be, where what happened is you barely saw anything about it mm -hmm. on some of the mainstream news channels. So you've got a conspiracy that would rival something like Watergate. I mean, the, the American Medical Association is tried and convicted of a conspiracy to contain, eliminate, and destroy the profession of chiropractic, mm -hmm. and nobody hears about it. It mm -hmm. gets almost no coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, another example is Monsanto. You know, when, when research began to come out from the biggest bee research company in the world, that Monsanto's products, specifically Roundup, were beginning to affect and kill off the bee population. Mm -hmm. You know, bees like pollen and all that. Yeah. And without um, cross-pollination, you have no food. No. Uh, when, this, when this began to come out, Monsanto, their solution is they turned around and they bought out this bee research company that was producing this research. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, the research began to look different after that point. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of people are basically saying, well, if this is so true, why are we not hearing about it? Mm -hmm. Or if this is so true, why is there not research to back it up? Well, you have to understand that money talks. And if something goes against the agendas and the profit margins from a research standpoint or from a professional standpoint, it's probably going to get squashed and mm -hmm. it's probably never going to be seen. Mm -hmm. And so... This is a real common type of posture that we're seeing. It's just it's it's a more exaggerated version that we've ever seen the censorship related to COVID. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about some some of these things. We're going to try to expose some of these things and have this conversation. I've really been intentional about not living in an echo chamber as well. You know, I met with um, Cliff Wilson, the CEO of the Winchester Hospital, this mm -hmm. past Wednesday, so Wednesday mm -hmm. of last week. We had a fantastic conversation. It was actually me and Cliff and Abby Pickett, the mm -hmm. uh, PR person for the hospital. Mm -hmm. We had a great conversation. Uh, we talked for over an hour. Um, they gave me some just great information that we can and can talk about. Um, we had some points where we did agree on some cer certain things. We had some other areas where we didn't agree. Mm -hmm. But it was a very cordial, just professional a uh, great conversation where we were really just sharing ideas and learning from one another. Well, and, and the thing is, it's okay to agree or disagree uh, on, on many different topics. I, I know over the years you have said that if you want to find out the uh, truth about any given topic, go to the experts. Yeah. So if you're going to get all these experts together yeah. and you can give them a lot of really thought thought out, researched information, then that will give a wealth of knowledge to the listener of that program 
to be able to make decisions on what they want to do as they go forward. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's just the way to do it. The mm-hmm. truth should hold up. So a lot of times what people end up doing in a variety of, of circumstances is they live in an echo chamber mm-hmm. where the news station that they're watching continues to say the things that they agree with mm-hmm. or the people that they surround themselves with continue to agree with them and say the, the things that they're used to hearing mm-hmm. or the community that, that they live in or their family. Everybody shares the same political perspectives. It's a real trick to break outside of that echo chamber mm-hmm. and to begin to just learn, learn and listen to opposing views and opposing perspectives. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of why I met with somebody with a hospital or, you know, we're going to have a Senator Janice Bowling or we're going to have a, a Keith Hayes, the mm-hmm. CEO of IAM, which is a global organization. Um, so you can talk about the economics and industry and some of those things. Mm-hmm. Why we're going to have my wife, Melissa. You know, Melissa was in TV for 10 years. Yep. She's seen some big changes in the ways uh, that the media structures things compared oh, to yeah. when she started. Um, we're going to have uh, Dr. Jerry Anderson, you know, a longtime chiropractor, mm-hmm. somebody that was can remember very clearly when that Wilk suit happened and how excited the chiropractic community was um, about finally having some of these things revealed and exposed. Mm-hmm. But yet later they, they learned and they saw that it got almost no coverage and it was it was basically... Uh, squashed as if it never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be able to talk about some of those things. Him and I can talk about some of the clinical and, and research aspects of COVID, masks, and vaccines, and mm-hmm. some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the goal is to not live in an echo chamber. And then also, uh, Abby Pickett is going to put together an official statement from the hospital that I'll be able to share on air, Good. so people can hear. You know, these are this is the the hospital's own words. This is where the hospital stands. You know, so we can throw that into the batch, and we mm-hmm. can see what that looks like. Um, much of which I highly agree with. The, the first statement, I won't tell it to you because I want to wait till we do the show. Right. But the first statement that um, Cliff, Abby, and I talked about, I very much agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just it's really going to be, I think, a neat way to do this. I had zero desire to shame anybody or throw anybody under the bus, or to, to do this in a way that's that's sneaky or covert. Mm-hmm. I want to do it out in the open where everything is out in the open. Mm-hmm. One prayer that I keep having with this show in one scripture is 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5. It says, Everything that's been hidden in the darkness will be, re- be brought to the light and that the motives of the heart will be revealed. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there's been a lot of things that have been hidden through this, this COVID mm-hmm. uh, pandemic that we would like to bring to the light so people can see them and, and make better informed decisions. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think some of the motives are, are questionable. You know, money talks, and there's been 10 new billionaires since this pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we got to look at some of the motives, and there is value in following the money and some of those things mm-hmm. to really see who's, uh, whose pockets are being lined through this process. There you go. Um, I talked to, to give you a great example. You know, I talked to a patient that has a good friend um, that has cancer. Very unfortunate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, between this cancer patient, between his out-of-pocket expenses and insurance, spends about twenty thousand dollars a month on his on his cancer medications. Mm-hmm. That's almost a quarter of a million dollars a year for one cancer patient. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but in that scenario, there's no financial incentive to end cancer. Mm-hmm. Is there is there really a financial incentive 
to end some of the things that are happening related to COVID and some of the dispersion of boosters and, and vaccines. Is there a financial incentive there? Mm-hmm. Uh, there might there might not be. Yeah. You know, so we got to look at this stuff. Um, but we are not anti-vaccine. We are not anti-anything. We are pro-informed choice. We mm-hmm. want people to be able to have the information to the best of our ability so they can make the right decisions for themselves and their families. There you go. Closing comments. Yes. Well, once again, my name is Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We are available five days a week, Monday through Friday. If you'd like to be seen on a Monday or Friday, we can see you in the Winchester office. Or if you'd like to be seen on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, we can see you in the Manchester office. You can reach us at area code 931-967-6308 to go ahead and book an appointment, and we'll get you scheduled. Also, encourage you to like us on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash ultimatechiropractic. And then last but not least, check out our website at www.ultimatehealthtn.com. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Don't forget to tune in to this radio station from 9 to 11 a.m. this Friday, December 10th. Uh, call in questions. Please call in. Prepare your questions or go off the fly, whatever you want to do. But call in and, and engage this conversation. Let's just see where it goes. I'm really hoping and praying that it goes in a a direction that's healthy for people just to hear different perspectives and to share ideas. Um, But definitely participate. We're also going to record the the show. So if you've got somebody that cannot listen, we will record it and then convert it to a podcast that we'll put on our website. And then uh, lastly, I want to mention that you can stream the show. So you will be able to stream the show. I've got a buddy that lives in Guatemala that's going to listen to it, for instance. So you can stream the show if you don't uh, live here uh, locally. You can stream it from anywhere around the globe. All right, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you uh, Friday of this week from 9 to 11. And between now and then, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Hey, my name is Carly Rae Jepsen. Hey, what up? It is yours truly, Jason Derulo. Hello, I am Ellie Golding. You are tuned in to...